Welcome to The Faith of My Uncles, a podcast by a former fundamentalist turned broadly evangelical turned old school Presbyterian who's hooked on the writings of the early church fathers. This podcast serves as an outlet for my musings on the writings of the fathers. Welcome to episode 11 of Faith of My Uncles, and we're going to be looking at chapter 16 of Against Marcion, book 4 by Tertullian. So in this passage, Tertullian is covering the section of Luke 6, verses 27 through 36, so I'm going to read that now. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do so to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. In this passage, Tertullian is taking on this whole idea of whether or not to love your enemies and whether or not that's something that can be found in the Old Testament. And he makes it pretty clear from his understanding of reading the Old Testament that there's nothing new about this teaching of love your neighbor as yourself and love your enemies because God tells you to. And he wonders how anyone could think that Jesus was introducing a new teaching here since it seems to him to be so evident in the Old Testament. And if you're wondering where he gets this, well, he quotes Zechariah where God says, let none of you devise evil against one another in your heart. And he also talks about Deuteronomy 32, 35, where God says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. So Tertullian's question is, how do those Old Testament passages connect with Jesus's admonition to love your neighbors as yourself and to turn the other cheek? If you think about it, the underlying point is that God is calling us to be patient in the face of suffering. So whether or not that's an enemy tormenting us or whether that is not devising evil against our brother for a perceived wrong, those are all really just calls to patience at the end of the day. And if you think about the fact that God promises that vengeance is his and he will bring vengeance, then the encouragement to love your neighbor, love your enemy as yourself is the same thing as saying, don't devise evil against your neighbor. So then the question is begged, how did God go and say an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth in the Mosaic law if he's also saying vengeance is mine, don't avenge yourselves, I will bring justice in my own time. And this is kind of a tricky question that's faced Christians throughout the ages, but Tertullian has a ready answer, which should sound vaguely familiar if you are at all read up in the various uses of the law. So we talk about the lex talionis, which is the fancy Latin word for eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And the whole argument that Tertullian makes is, is that, well, God is making this law to restrain evil. So the idea of an eye for an eye is to threaten those who would contemplate doing evil to tell them that if you do this, the law is going to come and get you too. You're going to pay the same price for whatever crime you commit.
This is what is often called the second use of the law, that is, to restrain evil and to threaten those who might contemplate doing evil to keep them from doing it. And Tertullian is, applies this second use of the law to the unbeliever, saying that this is what will happen to those who sin against God. So God uses the second use of the law or civic use of the law to restrain the evil that they might otherwise commit. So moving on, why would Christ call for to us to turn the other cheek if, if this wasn't the same God and the same teaching as we find in the Old Testament? Tertullian makes the case that if Jesus is just saying, just be nice, just be patient, don't, you know, don't take what people give you and then try to strike back, just turn the other cheek, it doesn't make any sense on itself. Without the promise of God's vengeance coming to bring justice ultimately for all evils that are committed, doesn't make any sense if we if we just endure justice with no hope of reward and no hope of vengeance there's no hope period the point being that if there's no vengeance for evil if there is no reciprocity no second use of the law where ultimately god will come and bring punishment and justice for all the evils that are committed then evil wins and if christ was just proclaiming some newfangled religion that our new teaching about justice that really is no justice it's just be nice and try to avoid getting angry and striking back that doesn't offer much hope to anybody so why would anyone want to follow marcion's god and do such a thing and i dare say that sounds awfully familiar to um, those of us who grew up in this kind of post-modern world where you know everybody everybody is truth is good for themselves and you know let's just try to be nice and all get along it offers no hope to anybody and no no answers for when injustice happens the second passage or, or portion of the passage that tertullian addresses is the part where jesus says give to everyone that asks of you and withhold not from anybody if someone takes your cloak give him your tunic also and he here again says this isn't a new teaching but just an extension of Old Testament guidance about liberality to the poor. So in the Old Testament, in the law, God prescribes that people are to be, people specifically being Jews here, are to be generous and provide liberality to each other so that there may not be any poor man among the people of God. And Christ isn't introducing a new precept when he says, give to whoever asks of you, not just to your brothers. But he's just extending the principle that, that the Creator laid down, that God laid down in the Old Testament, uh, that in the nature of, of being kind to your brothers, you also need to be kind to everyone who asks of you. And so Tertullian kind of makes this redemptive historical argument that says that the kindness enjoined by the Creator to his neighbors and to your brothers extends to strangers following the idea that the knowledge and government of God so the knowledge of God really started with the Jews in the Old Testament, but was then revealed to the whole world in Christ. And so God was at first extending kindness and generosity to his own people, but then he went and extended it to the whole world when Christ came and revealed the full gospel to the whole world. So, and the greater principle here is that do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and don't do unto others as you don't want done unto you. And Tertullian makes the argument that if this was the message of some new God and not the God of the Old Testament. We have no standard to judge what we should or shouldn't want since Tertullian says that Marcion's God has no law and provides no guidance on what is proper morality. So therefore, the golden rule, if you will, as if it's taught by someone other than the God of the Old Testament who's laid down a standard in the Ten Commandments and the whole law that he gave, 
just ends up being whatever anybody's internal desires and com- moral compass tell them to do. So you're basically at the mercy of your own conscience and others' consciences when it comes to what the golden rule means and how it should be applied in daily life. So even though there may be some general sort of vague consistency about what men do and don't like being done to them just because there is the common grace that all men live under recognizing good from evil by the light of nature, if you will, in terms of we all kind of know, we know we want to be fed and we know that we want shelter. There's no true consistency of morality across the board because the unregenerate, those who don't believe in the God of the universe that we all believe in who read the old new testament together they're not living under the law of god so there we see with our own eyes that there is no consistency throughout the all the various cultures of the world as, as to whether or not people agree about right and wrong but if we look in the old testament and then read into the new testament we see that the creator the god of the universe has established what is right and wrong from the very beginning and gave it to the nation of israel as a written law so that we would know what was right and wrong and then he kind of fleshes that out and expands it to give the full revelation of both the law and the gospel in christ and so that is how we know what is the golden rule so you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you is defined by the ten commandments ultimately so loving god and then don't murder don't steal don't lie don't covet all those sort of things that's what defines what we should and shouldn't desire to be done to us and not done to us and this is what i love this is what i love seeing over and over again i know i've said this probably every episode but you know, we're reading here in Tertullian about the clear distinction of the second and third use of the law, or maybe second and first, depending on how you read it. Uh, and you're also seeing the clear explication of the golden rule, just demonstrating that Christ wasn't teaching us anything new. This golden rule isn't some wishy-washy, just be nice to others and hope they're nice to you. It really is founded in the law of God that was given to Israel and ultimately to Adam back in at creation. And so I hope this has been another helpful adventure into Tertullian's uh, polemic against Marcion and hopefully learn something new. That is that the law and the various uses of it is not new with the reformers. The first, second, and third use of the law go all the way back to the roots of the early church. The next chapter picks up with Luke 6, verses 32 through 36, kind of rehashing some of the themes we've looked at previously, but also really focusing on usury and lending of money and also more about reprisal. So join me next time as we continue looking at the golden rule and some of Tertullian's views on how we should loan or not loan money to other people.